Rock, rock, rock me, mama. All right, welcome back. Welcome back. I'm Macy. And I'm Amy. And this is Rock, rock Me, me mama. mama. We have a guest today, and we're so excited to have her here. Her name is Joni. She is the CEO and founder of Belly, B-E-L-I, which is, um, it's actually the prenatal that I take, um, but it's not just prenatal. There's also um, fertility supplements and collagen. So, and we're going to let her, I don't even want to say much more because I want her yeah. to just fully dive in and talk about Talk about how you and how and why you started Belly. Yes. Well, it's, it's a different path for me. And hi, um, thank you for having me. So nice to meet y'all. Um, I, you know, it's a different path for me. I started out, I've been in tech. Uh, my entire career, which wow. is a long career. And so I've been marketing software for most of my life. And I think it's it's different when you start your journey to parenthood, mm-hmm. but in my case, right to motherhood and, you know, hit some f- a few bumps along the way. And, you know, and I know that as women, we turn to our friends and we turn to other people to really kind of say, Hey, I'm, I'm on this path. Have you experienced this? And, you know, can you help me in some way? Um, but I really looked at everybody had that jagged path. You know, I think it's rare for you to have a straight path between yeah. I want to get pregnant, I'm going to get pregnant because even though I did get pregnant, I, I'm, I'm lucky enough to have three beautiful children. I had major breastfeeding issues. So, mm-hmm. and we now, you know, raising say. kids, yep. right. Yeah. Um, and so raising, and so that was, it's stressful, right? Yes. It's stressful. Oh my um, gosh. And they don't you, you talk know, about how stressful it is. It, it was so stressful. Like I was bundled on the floor crying yeah, all the time and I absolutely. consider myself a pretty, you know, um, you know, strong woman yeah. and, you know, this whole part of my journey. So that led me to really look at kind of what, what was going on in, in the market and what could I take or what could I do? And so it just led to belly. And when I looked at belly, um, I looked at, and I went and did a quick Google search. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, what are the top 10 vitamins selling on Amazon? I looked not one of them, meant current guidelines. Oh, wow. And those formulas were literally probably 30 years old. Oof. And you know what? Here's the sad thing. They're still out there. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, as people, you know, it's a considered purchase when you're, when you're buying a prenatal, it's not like you're going to, I'm going to pop this one off the shelf, you know, at my local, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you really want to know that what you're putting in your body is doing what it's supposed to do. And I mm-hmm. found that most of them don't. Yeah. And that was scary, right? Because I know when you, when you're growing, I mean, I wasn't as great about myself, like what I put in my body and what, you know, what I was eating before I got pregnant. Once I did, man, I was like, you know, is it good for me? Is it good for my baby? Am I doing the right thing? Right. I hate drinking water, but I forced myself to drink Mm -hmm. those, you know, all that water every day. But I think that that's what we do as moms. So that turned into just kind of my personal passion. And I was lucky enough to to start that journey. I'm like, I'm going to just make a better prenatal because I want it for me. I want to know that what I put in my body, just like I do what I put on my skin, right? Yeah. I don't, I don't think we do enough, you know, awareness to say, okay, we're putting something in our bodies. We think it's good for us because it's a vitamin, but is it really? And so that's kind of where that question came. Um, now on that journey. And by the way, it took 18 months to formulate belly for women. Wow. But we stopped because, and we had nine different um, people on the team, nine different disciplines from OBGYNs to nutritionists, to fertility nutritionists, to fertility doctors, to chemists, to scientists, whatever. And they all had a different point of view. But in all of the research, when we were looking up nutrients, it talked about the effect on sperm, the effect on men, the effect on men's fertility. And I'm like, there's such thing as a men's fertility, (laughs) right? I mean, honestly, I mean, that sounds silly, right? But 
um, I'm like, wow, oh my gosh, there's nothing out there for men. So we flipped a little and we're like, hey, we think there's a big gaping hole here to help, you know, in, in the market and to help get men, you know, to, to step up because there's a lot of things that they can do. Mm-hmm. Um, sperm health is very, I love that because it's, of- it's so much on the woman, the yeah, pressure, yes. oh, all yeah. of it. And I feel like mm-hmm. we don't focus on the male part of it where yeah. it's like you could be contributing too yep. to the yeah. fact that it's hard to get pregnant. Yeah, like your health matters. Your as well. health matters too. Mm-hmm. But it's, I think society just so easily like puts it all on the woman. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. And I think that still exists a lot of cases mm-hmm. today. Like I've had I have multiple friends here who've gone through IVF multiple rounds. And, you know, aside from like, oh, your sperm count's fine. That was really the only analysis yeah. that they were doing on the men's side. Mm-hmm. And then six years later, it's like, oh, we think there's something wrong with him. Yeah. yeah. And so, she's been through hell. Yeah. Right. And she's been through hell and she's been poked and prodded. And, and yep. she, and my girlfriend, she's on every Eastern medicine thing. She's doing, right. So it's like, yeah. we do. And I think, you know, I said this in 2018. I say it today, right the burden of getting pregnant, staying pregnant is on the woman. And it's just time yeah. that we make this an equal, equal equation between both because sperm. I love that. 50% of the equation. I, I like want to pound my chest. Right I know. Now. <laughs> I want to like stand up. No, it's true though. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. And, and there's, and it's, you know, sperm health, it's very, so there's, when you're on that fertility journey, right. There are modifiable lifestyle choices you can make mm-hmm. that, you should be doing right mm-hmm. to help that. And, um, which is one of them is your diet, right? We're very much food first, right? You should be eating healthy. And, and then you supplements kind of get are, more in depth about what, what's a good fertility diet. Oh, I, you know, I don't, I don't have a magic diet. I know that in all of our research, like the Mediterranean diet comes mm-hmm. up the most. Yeah. Um, but I think in general, just eating healthy yeah. and eating whole foods and eat, you know, and, um, lean meats and, um, fresh, you know, produce and kind of all of that. And antioxidants are huge. Right. So Mm -hmm. I think just eat healthy. Like, you know, I don't think there's some magic fertility diet, but I have seen out of everything I've looked at, everybody comes back to that Mediterranean diet Yeah, and guys, you should be eating your nuts. So, um, that keeps coming up too. So yeah. nuts. Don't eat them. Um, so you're saying a DiGiorno pizza for lunch and Taco Bell for dinner <laughs> is not good? Oh, that's so sad for me. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I mean, you got to do what you got to do because you're pregnant. You're but, already pregnant, honey. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but no, you know, I think as with anything, your health, like, so men's sperm health is, a, is an indicator of their overall health. If you're not healthy, your sperm's not healthy. That's just how it is. Mm. So, you know, for guys, it's, you know, those modified life, lifestyle decisions they can make. Your diet, stop smoking, don't drink, don't mm-hmm. do drugs, right? If yeah. you're on prescription medication, talk to your doctor. And hey, here is something super novel. You know how when we try to get pregnant, we go to our OBGYN, we're like, now's the time, we're ready to go. And she's she's like, here, pop a prenatal and good luck and let me know how it goes in six months or a year or whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. Guys should be doing the same thing. Guys should be going to their doctor, whether it's a primary care or the urologist that specializes in men's health and men's fertility and go say, Hey, we're going to start our journey. What should I be doing? Mm-hmm. Right. But that uh, doesn't come that up. That does a lot. not happen. No, no. no. It, you know, what happens is like you said, some, a woman struggles for six years and then the guy goes, Oh, maybe I should get checked. Yeah. Out. Right. And it right. shouldn't be like that. Right. 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 And there's so much stigma. It's not even 
getting checked. It, 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 there's all these at-home sperm tests. Like, why not? Yeah. Why wouldn't you totally. do that, right? Why wouldn't you go, hey, to my doctor, um, you know, I might have some concerns or maybe I don't, but I just want to know that yeah. everything's okay, right? There's at-home sperm tests you yeah. can take, but that the earlier you can, you know, start to take care of your fertility health, you know, the better off you'll be down the road. But then even mm-hmm. if you do, you know, turn to fertility care, right? And seeking some different alternative, you know, options, still getting healthy is still a really important and integral part of that process, yeah. no matter where you're at on that, yeah. on that journey. Yeah. So walk us through, say I'm, you know, I've had two kids, I am done. So this is not apply to me, but there are probably women who we actually do have some listeners that are not moms yet who have yeah, we told do. us that, that most or, of our listeners are already moms or, or they're pregnant. Yeah. Um, so, you know, for the women who maybe you know, just had their kid not too long ago and they know they're going to want a second one or for the, you know, small amount of listeners who aren't yet moms, but know they want to be someday. What's like the timeline of when to start taking a prenatal, you know, and obviously like there's no timeline on health. We would, we always want to be our healthiest, you know, Mm -hmm. yes, it's a good reason to be our healthiest when we are trying to conceive or when we're pregnant, but that starts way before we are trying to do that. But in terms of vitamins and supplements and all of that, when is the best time to start taking a prenatal? So, so prenatals are, are really good in general, right? But mm-hmm. because there's so many extra nutrients in there, it's probably not a good everyday multivitamin. But, mm-hmm. but I think one thing you hit on it is super important is that, you know, your fertility journey doesn't start the, the day you decide you're going to start trying. Right. And so, you know, three months doesn't erase 10 years of bad behavior. Mm-hmm. So I would say your journey starts very young, yeah. right? And the, and, the, and the more work you do to nourish it early on, you know, the better off you'll be down the road. And there's only so much we can control in yeah. this journey. There's so much that's out of our control, but what we can is, is our health. Now, when we're talking about prenatals, like, you know, talk to your doctor because that's, that's really where you should be going to first. But, you know, that three to six month kind of preconception window mm-hmm. is really where you need to start thinking about that, especially if you're coming off birth control. Mm-hmm. Because even though birth control doesn't hurt your fertility, what it does is it depletes certain nutrients in your body. Yep. And so, you know, when you come off of that or when you're on birth control, really think about what should I be, you know, taking, you know, zinc or, mm-hmm, or B6 yeah. or whatever, where the, you know, cause it does deplete those nutrients. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is when you do start and you're in that preconception window timeframe is you're like, you're trying to build up nutrient stores that maybe ha- you were deficient in. I yeah. mean, that's a good thing to get checked, right? If your vitamin D levels are low, it takes a while for those to get built up and you do have to take it every day to kind of maintain those levels. So I would say in terms of a prenatal, talk to your doctor for sure, but I would mm-hmm. say definitely in that three to six months before you're, you know, you're going to try mm-hmm. is when you should really, really start thinking about what those nutrients are that you may be missing and making sure you're getting those, whether it's in your diet or you take a supplement. Yeah. And you take, you continue taking it after you've had your child or do you move to a postnatal? What, what happens? Well, then? yeah. And here's what I did not know either. I mean, I've, I've been on this learning journey myself. Yeah. Um, is that there's a book I read called The Postnatal Depletion. And in it, he says it takes 10 years for a woman's body to recover from a pregnancy. Yeah, I years. don't doubt it. I, really I don't, don't either. And so we all like pop out our baby and then it's, you know, mm. off to the cute little baby and yep. we're tired and, and we wonder why we're tired and we've got some baby blues and we've got kind of all this going and we're breastfeeding. And there's, I mean, I believe that you should continue to take a multivitamin or take your prenatal. Yeah. 
I mean, I know there's a few postnatals out there and I, I know that's on our radar too, because it's super important and it's not just important for your recovery, which is mamas, you need to take care of yourselves. Like you have to, but also because if you do choose to breastfeed, right, that extra choline and the vitamin D and all this stuff that needs to get to your baby through your breast milk, or you want to get to your baby through your breast milk, you need more, right? So during pregnancy, the recommended like amount of choline is 450 milligrams. When you're breastfeeding, it's 550. Wow. And we have Dr. Taylor Wallace, who's like this choline expert on our board. Um, And he's like, every day that number moves up and up and up in terms of how much choline you need. Um, It's going to be really hard for you to get that from your diet. But that's one consideration you really need to look at when you are post is making sure that you're still getting... Because once you go through labor and delivery, your nutrients are what? Depleted once again, right? So you can't just stop not making sure that you're getting yeah. the right diet and the right, you know, nutrients or continuing with a, with a postnatal or your prenatal, yeah. right. right. Um, to help you with that recovery. That yeah. kind, that kind of like when you postpartum fatigue mm-hmm. mentally and emotionally and, and, and physically is unlike anything that you'll yeah. ever experience. And you just can't possibly understand it unless it's you've done it. like pure depletion. And, like, and you just can't, the it. same thing with breastfeeding. Like I, Everyone knows it's going to be hard when they have a kid, right? Mm-hmm. You're just, you're mentally trying to prepare yourself. Okay, this is going to be really hard. This is going to be really tough, but this is going to be really beautiful. Yeah. Nobody freaking tells you about the element of breastfeeding and yeah. how humongous of a deal that is. Yeah. Like I remember my mom telling me, your nipples are really going to hurt. Um, mm-hmm. And they're really, really going to hurt like more than you can imagine. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Right. Um. And then I remember her just telling me how much she loved nursing and she, she nursed all four of us, but like she remember in her memory, because sometimes over time you forget the trauma Yeah, (laughs) in her memory, she just loved nursing Mm -hmm. and it was something for her that she was so sad when, when we stopped. And so immediately when I started realizing, okay, this is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And I'm crying hysterically while I'm nursing my baby for hours and hours on end, endless on-demand feeding. Yeah. And 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 it's it's just relentless. And it just feels so the feeling of inadequacy yeah. when you start to breastfeed. It is the I think it's the most lonely feeling in the entire world. Well, because and we've talked about this so much. My Joni, my son is five months old right now. And so and I've been through a hell of a breastfeeding journey with him. We were on the other side of it. I'm very happy to say like we're we're there. We're doing it. It's good. But it has been the hardest thing I've done in my entire life. Um, but it's the feelings of inadequacy and the expectation going into mm-hmm. either a first time mom thinking, oh, well, it's natural. Breastfeeding is natural. So I just I know how to do it. But yeah. like you don't you don't. And I do think to some women they get lucky and it does come naturally. Yeah. But for most, it doesn't. And then I also think second time mom you think, well, I've done it before, so I'm going to be able to do it again. But it's a completely different kid and a mm. completely different connection. And it's like doing it for the first time yeah. all over. It is doing it for the first time all over it again. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. breastfeeding is it's what was such a your hard thing. What was your experience like? What it, it, it obviously changed you and made you want to start a, a prenatal. So Yeah. Oh, you guys. Um, feelings of inadequacy doesn't even get to the root of what was going on. So... My first daughter was five days early. Um, my milk came in late. Yep. Yeah. Um, and so I didn't know first time mom. Right. And so 
and she latched on. I'm like, great. We, we're, <laughs> we're, we're going for it. Like she latched yeah. on in the hospital and then no milk, no milk, no milk. Oh, yeah. And so you call, right. You call in, you're like, Hey, this is what's going on. Cause they have all the lactation consultants mm-hmm. there. And they're like, don't give her a bottle, you know, mm-hmm. just keep trying. It'll work. It'll work. It'll work. Meanwhile, she's crying yeah. because she's hungry. Mm-hmm. And I tried everything. This is where Googling comes in. Yeah. I tried fenugreek. Mm-hmm. I tried, my mother told me that her like 90 year old bridge partner mm-hmm. told me to drink a Guinness beer. I drank that beer. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> right? oh, I, did, I did it too. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so, um, and then I didn't just have those pretty little pumps. I went to the hospital and got an industrial pump. So did I. Right. And mm-hmm. so I'm sitting there for like just in my little rocker chair and I just had these and I didn't move. Like that's yeah. what I did. And so um, I ended up taking a drug called Reglan. Oh, yes. I've heard of that. Right. My mom has told me about it. Right. I don't even know what it's really for. I think it's some heart thing. But the side effect is breast milk. Oh. And it worked, but weird, right? Yeah. Um, Crazy. Yeah, it it was weird. And so I remember going to my pediatrician and I'm crying and I'm like, She's hungry and, and she was lo- like losing weight, but the lactation consultants were saying, don't give up, like, don't yeah. give her a bottle because you know, the nipple, uh, the confusion, nipple yeah. confusion. Yeah. He, he looked at me and he goes, feed your daughter, get her formula yep, yeah. and do whatever you need to do. Feed yeah. your kid. Be just fine. Yes. And so was he. And I was like, <sighs> right. Because this, the pressure of trying to do the right thing and, you know, and it's just like every journey is different. So you yes. just got to do what works for you. But for some reason, that was so just like liberating, just like, huh, uh, you know, because it's like, she will be fine. Yeah. You will be yes. fine. It will all work out in the end. So in the end of the day, I didn't have all the milk in the world, yeah. but I, I did enough and I still was able to have that, you know, to do both. Connection. Yeah. So that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. Now my second one ate like a horse and she was big as a horse, but you know, but I mean, that's the kind of journey where you go on and, and you're getting all this, this different information. That's and, the and part. Advice, right. And it starts um, immediately in immediately, the hospital. Cause you think that you like it, the fact that you almost probably felt like you had like permission to formula feed her, <laughs> which that's yeah. not how it sh- I mean, yeah. and that's not your fault. That's because of everything that you've heard. You yes. needed to breastfeed your daughter when the pediatrician's right. Like, she needed to be fed regardless of what that looked like. And, you know, you, I don't want to take away from the fact that you did really want to feed her because I do think that the mom's emotions do play a part in that. If the mom wants to breastfeed, then I get that fight for it because I've done that myself this time. But, but you put those pressures on yourself because society puts those pressures Mm -hmm. on you that it needs it's got to be breastfeeding and it's yeah. got to be breast milk. And, you know, the lactation consultants are saying, don't give the bottle because she's going to be confused. And all like, you need to just hear, wants to eat. Right. Yeah. And all you needed to hear was just feed her. And, and for you just to feel that like literal, just like, yeah, like sinking into your own body and being like, it's okay. It's just, it's a shame that, I mean, I think every mom yeah, most, feels that pressure women. Of, of what is societally best very hard I think and it stems a lot a lot of like I, I don't know if it's when I mean, we talked to our um, psychotherapist Meg who we had on I don't know if they're directly related but I think a lot of women struggling with breastfeeding also mm-hmm. are struggling with 
feelings of postpartum and and just feeling so so low Mm -hmm. because of the chemicals and the hormones and then the inadequacy and the loneliness and the isolation that when you're breastfeeding or trying to breastfeed the isolation of it Mm -hmm. because not everybody feels comfortable I mean I was super anxious and did not feel comfortable like going out and about right away with Mm -hmm. Farah and um and I wasn't comfortable just whipping a titty out wherever I was. Like, yeah. in a, you know, oh, cool. Now it was, it's like, you know, yeah. by the end it was no big deal. But in the beginning, it's like you're not, Yeah, it's not natural. No, it's not You natural. feel self-conscious and you feel, uh, you know, like just you don't want everybody staring at you trying, especially because she was such a fussy eater. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like you're sitting out there. If you're out in public, you're yeah. like trying to get your nipple in someone's mouth I in front of like, people. And you're like, oh my God, <laughs> just please latch. I would feel like imposter syndrome yeah. in those times. Like people are going to think I don't know what I'm doing, which like who I'm, cares? But that was but what you do always, care. It's the same when your baby starts having nervous mm-hmm. breakdowns in public and you're yeah. like, oh my God, everyone's going to think I'm yeah. such a bad mom. Then you get over it because you realize that toddlers right. have nervous breakdowns um, and every mom goes through it. Right. But like in the beginning with breastfeeding, it was the same thing. I was just always kind of embarrassed about not being able to just look so beautiful and natural doing yeah. it. I And I only made enough for her. I could barely pump. I In the beginning, she was losing a lot of weight mm-hmm. and it was just, it's so stressful and you just feel so terrible yeah it's it's not easy at all so you you have three correct Mm -hmm. children so at what point did belly come into was this like after all three of them or yeah yeah it was after i'd had them right and i think my friends were still on you know their their journeys and i think that that's part of it too i think a lot of of at least my friends were having children later Mm -hmm. and getting married a little bit later in life Mm -hmm. and so that whole kind of, you know, IVF or, you know, journey yeah. was new to me, but everybody was going through it and they were like, Joni, what should we do? Joni, what, you know, and we'd all talk in our, in our group. But I think more so is that there's someone who works for me, um, who had her super close to me, who had her baby and, um, she had, I don't know the, the correct term, but it was, um, she could have lost the baby because she found out that she could not, um, absorb folate. Oh, wow. So she didn't know that until after. And so when we started like really looking at it, you know, and just doing a little bit of research, like what we do, we're like, wow, you know, with the um, MTHFR gene, mm-hmm. right. And a lot of people not being able to process folate. And by the way, they're, they're, they're actually finding out that maybe the case of choline too, we may have a gene that prevents us from absorbing it in a way Whoa, that's still, crazy. that's still early research, okay. but you know, but you're like, there's something we can do here. And so I started a company in 2011 called Good. Mm-hmm. And I, so I've kind of gotten, I always had this passion for health and wellness and, and finding good products and mm-hmm. choosing good toys for my children. Like I would only buy them the toys with the European label. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm not a perfect mom. Like I'm not, you know, I will shop in the middle of the grocery store too. Right. But yeah. you know, I just, you know, I just wanted to do fine products you know, that were good. Mm-hmm. And so I started this, it was, and it became kind of like a search engine of just attributes that people cared about, whether it was gluten-free or whether it was made in the USA or whether or not it had a European, you know, um, uh, logo on it. And so that's kind of where I started my health and wellness journey. But then it was more and more my friends went through and I knew I wanted to formulate a product. I just mm-hmm. didn't know what I wanted to do. I was really on kids sunscreen for a really, really Ooh, long yeah. time. 
Um, I still think there's room in that market for a good new product, but I think that that's when it started. But I think it was just more so, um, some sunlight. I think it's just more so it was just, it was just came a natural, came naturally about just by talking to my friends and, um, and really, really knowing that there was, there was a difference I could make here and better products I could bring to market. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, gosh, I'm glad you know because How long has it been around? So founded in 2018, we okay. came out with our first product in April of 2019. Okay. It takes a while. <laughs> to yeah, come out sure. And to formulate. But um, well, that so seems like it's not even that long. I feel like it would take like years and years. Yeah. Yeah, so it does. It, yeah. Tell us because I well, and I want to talk about all this, all the supplements that Belly has, not just mm-hmm. the prenatal, but because I think prenatal, I don't want to say prenatal is a buzzword, but women who get pregnant, I do think you know, without knowing anything about pregnancy and health and diet and supplements and all of that, I think that prenatal is a word that 99.9% of women have heard. So when women are looking for a prenatal, what do they want to look for? And obviously we're advocates. We're promoting you. Yeah. But it just, (laughs) so, you know, so what are the ingredients of a prenatal? Yeah. What are the non-negotiables? Prenatal. Yeah. Well, the non-negotiables, right, are folate, folic mm-hmm. acid. We use folate, not folic acid. Um, non-negotiables are choline. Mm-hmm. Um, non-negotiables are vitamin D. Um, we don't put vitamin A in ours. I mean, they're just different. But really, we look at what are the recommendations, mm-hmm. right? So prenatals are pretty, like, this is what's recommended for a woman going through. Now, here's the deal, too, is that, you know, your body does need different nutrients in the different trimesters that you have. So it yeah. is, you know, we wanted to get more to where it was, you know, by by stage. But there is a certain level of recommendation, recommended nutrients that you do need in elevated numbers, right? Mm-hmm. And folic acid, folate's one of them. Choline's another one. Vitamin D, magnesium is mm-hmm. huge. We have B12, B6, right? So there are, you know, there are a number of, of solid nutrients that you need. So I would say though, if you're going out to look at for a prenatal, you really have to look at the choline amount that's in there. You really have to look at whether it's folate or folic acid mm-hmm. and, and see what makes sense for you. Um, and then I think the rest, you know, everybody's pretty, pretty similar. But for us, I know right now we looked at it and we were the only ones meeting guidelines for like magnesium, iodine. We have iron in ours. Um, we have high levels of vitamin D. Um, so there's just, you know, different like new research that we really look to to kind yeah. of say what is the amounts because you'll see it vary. Yeah. You know, I know we talked about, you know, different prenatals earlier, like the choline levels. When we came out with Belly for Women, I'd say a handful actually had choline in, in the in their formulas yeah. because it's, it's relatively new in terms of being recommended for oh, pregnant okay. and lactating women. Um, but it's it rivals up there with folate in terms of development because it's choline. It's sorry, it's cognitive mm-hmm. development um, for your baby. Which so is it's important. as yeah, which is, is as important as folate for right yeah for, um, spine. So that was really super important. Like wow, like you know nobody you know at the time, and I think there's even a lot of prenatals on the market that don't even have choline mm-hmm. today. So yeah. that's a non-negotiable, you guys, okay. in, in your in your in your prenatal. Um, and as well, we're big advocates for folate, but that's mm-hmm. something you know whether you want to do folic acid or folate, it's the same thing, right? Folate's Folic acid is a synthetic form of folate, yeah. but okay. um, but that's a non-negotiable too. But yeah. then, you know, the amounts, whether you have magnesium and super important, whether you want, you know, iron, um, 
we chose to put iron in ours, but we have, and you know, what's not, what's also interesting about this journey, it's not just the nutrient that goes in it, but the form, Mm. right? The form of it, like the form of our iron is easily, is easier to digest than other forms of iron, right? So when we look at, Hey, Hey mamas, you're, you know, you're going through morning sickness at any point in your pregnancy, right? What's really going to help you walk higher levels of B6, right? Um, Your minerals that are they're in a form that are easier for you to digest. Um, those are really important too. That's really going to, you know, help make, um, your journey easy, a little bit easier or, you know, if not, and if you're just going with something that maybe doesn't have that bioavailable, um, higher quality nutrients, right. You're going to have a little bit harder time digesting. Mm, okay. What That's about, can you talk a little, there's, um, collagen, right? Yeah. You do collagen. We do do collagen, um, not just for hair and nails and skin, um, but you know, I'm as, super as interested in collagen. Like <laughs> I've done some of the collagen yeah. powders, but like just as a, I'm, as a woman who's 40, I, I, I know that like collagen is super important for elasticity and, and just a- the aging process. Well, and bones it and, and bones. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we do have a collagen protein, correct. Um, and it's good for when you have, so our, our needs for protein are elevated during pregnancy, right? And mm-hmm. especially after. And, um, and Can you so, take collagen during pregnancy? Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I always talk to your doctor, but there's nothing that says, you know, it's, it's a protein. Okay. It's just a protein plus amino acids. And that's what really helps your baby develop more than just a, a protein. But, you know, when you're talking skin elasticity or helping to maintain blood sugar levels or maybe helping with um, a nausea, right? Cause protein is good. Um, mm. helping with postpartum, de- you know, depletion, you can, you know, hi- you need higher levels of protein once you've had the baby, that's where a collagen protein really comes into play. So it's protein, right? But it's a okay. collagen protein. So it has more of the, the amino acids. Um, so yeah, but you know, in terms of just keeping your body healthy, right? Your skin, your joints, right? So as mama's carrying that baby, um, a lot of pressure on your joints, on yeah. your bones, Collagen's really, really good for that too. So we think it's a better, we think it's a better source of, of protein for you mm. on your pregnancy journey, just because yeah. of what we're supporting and growing and what our body is, is, is carrying right during yeah. that time. Um, plus the added benefits of so your skin and your hair, you know, kind of all that, yeah. but that's just right. The difference is, is that when we looked at the, because we were looking at protein powders and when we looked at the market and most of the collagen out there, right, is for beauty. Yep. Yeah. Which means that you have some extra nutrients that maybe you don't want to be ingesting when you're pregnant. Okay. Maybe they're not harmful, but maybe you don't you don't need them. Like yeah. hyaluronic acid. You probably don't need that during pregnancy because that's probably not a nutrient you want or need. But and then they're also kind of filled with extra nutrients like some vitamin C, vitamin D, right? So there's not you don't need extra of that because your prenatal is taking care yeah. for the most part and your diet, right? Is taking care of your nutrient needs and the levels you need it out. So ours is just very pure. It's yeah, it's just pure. and it took us. This is another thing, this part of the journey on on having a prenatal company is it took us six months to source a collagen. Wow. Why? Why does that happen? Because we want, so part of our, our foundation, our philosophy is we want high quality. We want bioavailable. We want good things going in your body. We yeah. want them to work in the way they're intended. When we looked at the collagen, uh, most collagen on the market, maybe not mar- maybe a good majority um, of collagen on the market is sourced from countries that maybe you wouldn't feel super comfortable with. Mm-hmm. 
um, purchasing something. Interesting. Yeah. And so in looking at kind of where we were going to source it, we're like, okay, well, we don't want it there because we're not sure those standards we can really trust. Um, trust. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and so we're like, okay, well, where else can we go? So we looked at um, collagen from the US, collagen from South America, collagen from Australia, New Zealand, and we tasted everything, right? And so for when you're pregnant, things that are really important to us when we're pregnant is we don't want to taste it and mm-hmm. we don't want it clumpy in our, in our juices yeah. and we, we want to yeah. be, okay, right. <laughs> and some of them were like, no, yeah. thank you. No, no, we're good. I don't want to see it. I don't yeah. want to taste it. Yeah. Uh, so it was really important to us that we sourced a collagen that kind of met the needs that, that pregnant mamas have um, during their journey. Yeah. That's awesome. I have taken collagen for years um, and I, I've taken it through both my pregnancies but part of our breastfeeding journey this time has been a lot of food sensitivities that my little mm-hmm. one has. Um, egg being the biggest one. So I have not been able to take collagen. So there's egg in, in collagen? It's sourced from, uh, what is it? Some of them are. Like is, if is it, belly's so there's, not? There's a, belly's not. So if there's, oh, so you yeah, can there's a belly. number of different, yeah collagens Whoa, out there okay. yeah that's good to know yeah that is good that's to good know. to know for other listeners too that may have uh-huh. because i stopped taking the one that i was taking because it had animal product in it or an egg and so yeah. um and i swear i can tell a difference in my so joints. what can you tell like your pain like your achy or achy yeah achy joints okay yeah and so I'm like, I I need to take collagen. I yeah. think I was eating those like Jennifer Aniston collagen bars for a while because like anything Jennifer this. Aniston oh, yeah. does, I'm like, okay, I guess I'll do that too. Right. Yeah. Cause she looks so freaking good. Yeah, she does. Um, she does. Oh, oh my God. God. I mean, she hasn't had a kid, but her body is she's smoked. Yeah. She's killing it. Her body. I bet she'd be one of those people like you who like has a kid and then like has a six pack like in three weeks. Well, she probably would. But at this age too. I was eating those and I was like convincing myself. I was like, Ooh, I look brighter, but I, I didn't actually notice yeah. any difference, but that's so good to know about. I need to take some collagen because I'm always achy. And yeah. when I was pregnant, Oh my God, I had such round ligament pain and such hip pain. Yeah. Like my hips, my husband used to just press yes. my hips together yes. because it hurt so mm-hmm. bad. That counter pressure does feel so good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll both start taking Yeah, belly. we'll start I taking not, belly I collagen. Been taking it earlier. I'll had send I. it to you. And sure. I am, I have been, I told you, I've been, haven't been able to get pregnant with, my, I've been trying for my second for over a year and we're trying kind of everything. Yeah. So maybe I'll start taking the yeah. the belly prenatal instead of the one it. that I'm taking. Well, and <clears throat> do the collagen just kind of. I love I love belly because of the ingredients, um, but it, it also it has this little like pepperminty like taste to it, so it goes down really easily. And, and I have it doesn't so taste many, like fish when you no burp. fish. Yeah, no okay. fish. That's like a major prenatal thing that I can't handle. No, Belly's is the best one I've ever had. Um. I have so many women message me whenever I post about it. The number one question is how many um, pills is it? And I always, um, three, which to me is not that much. I can't remember what other ones are, but I've had a few women say, oh my gosh, the one I take is eight or like what? six. And I'm like, oh my gosh, no, like you switched to belly then. <laughs> like that is so yeah. many things to swallow. Yeah. So there's a couple of things that goes into that and that's the smallest we could possibly get. So we try to use the smallest capsule. Um, 
but and it's, it's just pretty something small. I will say it's, it's a good size capsule. Thank you. It's the smallest you can get, I think. Um, but here's an interesting fact, right? So in our first run of belly women, but this is back in, in 2021, we had four capsules. Um, and we switched cause we had different manufacturers. So we switched to a different manufacturer and we used a, um, Vitacoline, which is a branded form of choline in our, in our second run. And because of that brand, we got their capsules down to three. Oh, oh cool. wow. Okay. Right. So there's different things you look at, like, do you use branded? Do you not? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't, I mean, branded versus generic, there should be really no, but the way the manufacturers also process it can really make the difference between how many capsules. In addition to that, you know, I think um, there's really going, there's there's a balance between what your body needs and what is recommended that you get. Sure. Um, and balancing that off of also what you can get from your food. Like, for example, mm-hmm. like I said earlier, we don't put vitamin A in, in ours. It's recommended for pregnant women. It's pretty easy you can get from your diet. Yeah. But in, in actually in excessive amounts, it's harmful in your first trimester. Okay. Right. So those are the types of decisions that we went through with every nutrient. What, you know, what supplier do we use? Where do they come from? Um, Do we need it? Do we need it, you know, in, in um, high amounts or, you know, does it really offset with what you can get pretty regularly or really, you know, easily Easily from your diet, from your diet, right? Because supplements are supposed to supplement your diet. Um, And so really taking eight pills, I mean, I, I, I don't know, right? I would look at if you're if you're considering that kind of how much is really in there, yeah. and do you need all of those, and just kind of balancing what you get from your diet, and then what what really that supplement should do for you. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um, one thing I do really want to talk cover while we have you is so you have men's fertility, yeah, supplements as well. So what? Like t- tell us about that. How can yeah. men, we, and we t- kind of talked about this a little bit. How can men play a part? Obviously their health matters as well, but what does, I've never heard of a man taking a prenatal yeah. vitamin. Like mm-hmm. I've never even heard of that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. I didn't either. Yeah. Um, what, so, so first of all, let's define fertility because, you know, I think when we talk about fertility, um, it's about, you know, fertility care or, mm-hmm. you know, going IVF, you know, whatever that route may be. Fertility is just your ability, your ability to get pregnant, right? Mm-hmm. So we didn't want to call it a fertility pill because people would tend to think, oh, I only can take it if I'm having um, some challenges, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. That I need to really think about. Your fertility health is actually an incredibly empowering part of your overall health, right? We talked about it earlier. So there are mo- modifiable ways you can do to optimize your fertility mm-hmm. and diet and exercise and supplements are part of a very long list to do that. Sperm is 50% of the equation, mm-hmm. yeah. right? And sperm carries the DNA. And if that, that sperm is not strong enough to carry or preserve that DNA, the pregnancy will not occur. In fact, um, like poor sperm is our... But almost the, one of the main reasons for recurrent miscarriage in women. Oh, wow. Because um, sperm carries the blueprint for the placenta on how to implant the egg, the embryo. Okay. So That's really interesting. That, that is sperm, really interesting. Right? I've never um, read that. It, it is. and um, Love that and for women. The, uh, yeah, right. I right? know. I'm so almost like, can we say that again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one more time. 
<laughs> and one of the, so when, so men produce sperm every day, um, they take three months roughly to mature. Um, a lot can happen along the way. So there are different sperm parameters, sperm count, sperm motility, morphology. Um, and then a really, really big topic right now is DNA fragmentation mm. or how well is that DNA preserved in your sperm's head, right? And DNA fragmentation is oxidative stress, right? Mm-hmm. Antioxidants are really key for, for that, that part of the, the equation. So the good news for men is that yes, you're producing it every day. And the, the nutrients in, in belly for men and why we called it a prenatal, just because people understand what prenatal means. And yeah. men are like, why? I'm not the one carrying the baby. Yeah. Yes. I realize that, but there is some value in that descriptiveness of what that means totally. um, versus having a fertility pill. You know what I mean? So there's nutrients specifically in belly for men that you wouldn't typically see in a normal multivitamin. So we're talking co- CoQ10, talking NAC, we're talking L-carnitine, um, right? So there's like six different nutrients in there that we call our vitality blend. Um, just because we want to point out that these are really nutrients that mm-hmm. have been shown that could promote healthy sperm, okay. healthy yeah. sperm production, healthy sperm growth, right? Help with oxidative stress to preserve that DNA, um, to hopefully be proactive against um, fragmentation, right? But those are, you can actually improve those parameters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so men, I mean, that's one thing in and in a long thing that men should be doing, but diet exercise, don't smoke, don't smoke weed, like don't, you know, all of that, but also supplementing with nutrients, um, is, is a very part of a good comprehensive plan for men's health. So, um, you know, when you're talking about fertility on the women's side, you know, you can improve egg quality. Right. Right. And so you can, you can, you can, Oh, you cannot make more eggs. Okay. That's what it is. You can't make more. You're born with the ones that you have. You're born with the ones you have, and, and you like, can't jump stop the screen. The, like, <laughs> <laughs> and you can't stop the aging process. Yes, right. Unfortunately, yeah. Um, but you know, old eggs. eggs. Go through, <laughs> right, She's got eggs old go, eggs. <laughs> <laughs> eggs go through a maturation process as well. So you have yeah. a window in ninety days to where, as they're maturing, you can nutrients can help um, promote egg quality. So yes, you can. What okay. about drinking wine while you're trying to <laughs> conceive? You know what? I have been waiting for her to say alcohol and she's only mentioned drugs so far. So I've been, alcohol. I'm like this. Okay, is- not getting drunk, <laughs> but on, like drinking, <laughs> drinking a glass of wine or two while you're trying to conceive. Is this, is there any studies done to say that that's preventing me from getting pregnant? No, I, I think um, the studies say, or what I've seen okay. is that, you know, excess alcohol or drinking a lot. Yeah. Um, you, you can't do that. Yeah. Right. So, and then you can't smoke and there's a lot of things yeah. you can't do. Right. Yeah. Um, but well, pretty common sense, but it does make a difference. It really, really does. It really does. So I wouldn't say that drinking in moderation and having a few glasses of wine, or if you're down in a bottle every night, well, there's different yeah, things. Yeah. 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 But, um, but I, you know, I, I haven't, I haven't personally seen any studies that have said, you know, drinking in moderate amounts is, is going to hinder. Um, but you know, ex- excessively drinking, of yeah. course, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, has been shown, right. They do. Everybody does recommend that, you know, that you don't, that you don't do that. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. But God, you've got to have fun, right? You gotta I mean, you got to live. I have a toddler. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have <laughs> to have a glass of right. wine at, the, at night. Well, that's, that's great news. <laughs> My God. Yeah, that is. That's great news. 
I love that. This is so fa- this is so fascinating. It's, fa- it's fascinating. I could just sit here and keep. What else is there? Anything that you feel like you want us to know about Belly that you haven't already said, or is there anything Morgan or that even you want to like, know? Overall, like I listen. I work in women's health, so I could literally sit here and talk to you until like yeah. the end of the week Friday because totally. this is so fascinating to me. But um, yeah, I guess just like an overall like what. What would you tell either women or men and women, like as a couple or partners, mm-hmm. whatever, trying to conceive, trying to have a kid? What's like the, I guess, what's the missing piece that we don't know? Or do you feel like there's something that we don't understand? And maybe that's men's part. Maybe like it's just the healthy living that she's been yeah, saying. Yeah. Like what, do, what do you think that there's not a misconception, but maybe just something that you wish that more people yeah. knew yeah. in this chapter of their lives, mm-hmm. I guess is the best yeah. is what I'm trying to get out. Yeah. There's a few gaping holes. Yeah. I think in gaping holes. And I think that, um, rescripted came out with a state of sex education in America, um, which I, which, uh, interviewed people to say, how much do you know about what it takes to get pregnant? Right. And it's very, very little knowledge in terms yes. of, you know, yeah. I think we have a lot of education on um, what it takes not to. Yes. In fact, oh my gosh. Um, and you guys can do the same thing where you are. Every time I'm in a different city, I go to Target. I'm like, what does their fertility aisle look like? What does their pregnancy aisle look like? What does their family planning, right? It's named kind of different things. Yeah. Most like stores that I go into and you go to the fertility aisle if they have it, which a lot of people do. They have fertility, family planning, yeah, reproductive health. It is two products for fertility, mm-hmm. quote unquote, and then five rows of condoms yeah, and yeah. plan B. Yep. Yeah. That's our whole fertility awareness in America. Yeah. Plan B and condoms. And that kind of and, says all of it. Yeah. Right. And so I'm like, well, I'm not sure. Like if I was to go into the store and go, okay, I'm going to think about getting pregnant. I want to get my body baby ready. Um, what do I do? Yeah. And there's nowhere to go. Nobody. We're not taught that. No. You have to, you not only have to do the work yourself, you have to do the very hard work and research yourself. It's mm-hmm. not common knowledge. It's I not thought you could just women. get pregnant until I was trying to get pregnant. I thought you could literally just get pregnant <laughs> if you had unprotected sex yeah. at, at any moment yeah. in your cycle. Like I didn't know that there was only a, window. a certain window. Yeah. Um, and I, I just tried not to get pregnant my whole right. life. So once I was trying to get pregnant, I was shocked mm-hmm. at how it really is just these few days yeah. that you have. Yeah. It's, There's not enough information no. that we need to be taught. But I, And I also didn't know that the sperm can live for five days. Um, I didn't know about the ovulation window. Yeah. Like I didn't know any of it. Yeah. And, and now I'm like, unfortunately an expert on all of it yeah yeah you've learned a lot but it is crazy how little we're taught about sex in general Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i mean and how little we were talking in one of the other episodes about how little women know about their anatomy and their vaginas yeah Mm -hmm. women just don't i don't think anyone bothers to talk to us about it no because and so we don't it's all don't get pregnant don't get pregnant we actually had our another guest on the show she came on here um, cause we interviewed her about her infertility who she, and she now has a baby at home with her. But, yeah. um, but one of the things that really stuck out to me with her episode was 
you know, she grew up hearing, don't get pregnant, don't get pregnant, don't get pregnant. And as soon as she wanted to get pregnant, she couldn't she get couldn't, pregnant. Yeah. And it, I think that's how it is for so many of us. We grow up hearing, don't get pregnant, but there's no education on. No. Like, what does that even mean? Like, yeah. and, and how does our body work? And what is our anatomy? And if we did want to get pregnant, yeah. what does that entail? And yeah. so what happens is you end up, you know, wanting to get pregnant and you're like, well, I guess I got to learn everything. Yeah. Yeah. And you're however many decades in to your life and you don't even mm-hmm. know that, you know, you, that your um, cycle is 28 days or 31. Like you, and I'm and like, you know where all my, I'm a musician and all of my friends in LA and New York are actors and musicians. And so all of my female friends have tried later and have been, mm-hmm. you know, they get married later. They have kids later because you're touring or you're yeah. on set and mm-hmm. you're not thinking about it till your mid thirties. And then you're like oh, in your late thirties and you're like, Oh shit, I have to have a kid. Yeah. yeah. And so a lot of my friends, so many women I know struggle with infertility because mm-hmm. we aren't, we really aren't taught. Okay. You do really have this window you have to be healthy. Yeah. And and you really should start thinking about it at a certain age. Yeah. If you and I tell girlfriends that now, I'm like, I know you might not think you're ready and maybe you're not ready. Right. But you do in your thirties need to be thinking about this. If it is right. something that you want. Even five. If you do want to have a baby, I would get tested. Yeah. I would see where you're where you're at. Mm-hmm. Um, because I had no idea until I started trying. Yeah. The, you know, I got all the tests done and they were and Thankfully, it was pretty easy to have my first, but I had no idea yeah. how yeah. hard it would be, especially later in life. Right. Well, and there's so much that goes into that. Like, we, I mean, you know, deficiencies in, in vitamins and, and all of that as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we just, we don't know. And it sucks to get to a, a place where, you know, where you are, yeah. where you're there and you're like, okay, now I have to learn. Well, now I have to this. like do all of it mm-hmm. and I'll probably have to do IVF, which, you know, it's it's not a guarantee by any stretch of the imagination. Lots of IVF yeah. fails. So it's just, you get to this point where you have to learn all of it. And I just think it's so important that we educate ourselves. Yeah. I think what's helpful is hearing a place you can start with, yeah. you know, yeah. with nutrition and with, um, you know, supplements like belly. That's, Mm -hmm. that's awesome. Totally. That was going to be my two senses. I, (laughs) I have had to turn the mic away from myself because (laughs) this is literally my favorite topic of all time and the science, the science behind it and all of that. So this has been super insightful. Um, and yeah, I, I just think hearing kind of the you know the 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 woman and then the man and then like how those come together because I didn't have trouble either time but I feel the effects of um, my DiGiorno pizzas and my Taco Bell <laughs> and my spicy chicken sandwiches and so um, although I didn't have trouble getting pregnant I definitely feel also the difference in other vitamins I've taken and like yeah. how those do affect my morning sickness and energy levels and yeah. things like that and so. Um, I don't know. This has just been so interesting. It's we're all so gonna really switch really. to we're gonna switch uh, to belly, and she's already on I, belly. Oh my gosh! It is. Yeah, I could talk to you all day, Jenny. This is amazing. I love that. I, I could too. Obviously, I'm very passionate about it. But um, yeah, I think you know. I think you know. For anybody who's starting this journey, um, I think you're right. I think go to your doctor. 
Um, you know, a lot of times we'll say, you know, come back in a year if you, if it doesn't work for you yeah. or come back in six months, depending on how, on how old you are. And I think go to your doctor and just, you know, um, be your own advocate and yes. do what you need to do to find out about your fertility health, because it's, it's incredibly important. You don't want to waste a year mm-hmm. waiting, yep. right? When there's things that you can do. And here's the good news. You can always get healthy. And I would say, do that long before you're thinking about having a baby. If you're on birth control, make sure that you're looking at those nutrients that may be depleted because you're going to want to make sure you're supplementing, whether it's through your diet or through a vitamin, yes. right? So yeah. when you do come off of birth control and you're like, I am ready to go, at least you've, you know, you've taken some positive steps to prep your body yeah. for that. Yeah. And then you have, you know, there's lots of tests, fertility tests out there at home. Um, you can test the quality of your eggs or, you know, there's a ton of at-home tests. There's sperm tests at home. And, you know, I, I, I think that's super empowering for women and for men. And I think it's also very scary, right? Yeah. Um, you know, mm-hmm. you take these tests and you don't have any context around it. It can be really frightening yeah. or yeah. it can be really empowering, but it is available to you. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, you know, on that journey, just, you know, right, you know, start right away. Have your guy see his doctor. Um, have your guy take, you know, a men's prenatal or make sure he's getting healthy. And for women, you do the same because there's only so much we can control. And our health is the one thing we at least have some power over, right? In this whole crazy process and, and advocating for yourself and getting out in front of it versus waiting, I think is where everything, where everybody's headed. But, you know, I I think it's hard for people to go out of day one, I'm going to go see a fertility specialist. Yeah. Right. It's just like not quite mainstream yet. Yeah. But, you know, your OBGYN, your primary care, a urologist who specializes in men fertility can be an awesome, great first place to start and do it, do it. Don't wait, do it. Um, And I think that's, what's really important. And for women, you know, we have the eight, the time line against us. Right. So, but early on, even before you're thinking about, you know, and I, 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 I grapple with this like every day. What do I call this? Is it fertility? Is it preconception health? Is yeah. it reproductive health? Right. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we want to get to the people like long before you're, you're like, yeah. I'm not going to try for a baby for like two years. Well, you still need to do these things, yeah. right? To you help. need to do them now. Right. But preconception means I'm in that window and, you know, I'm trying to get healthy. So I grapple with how do I. Yeah. Yeah. Think about what I call this. Like what encompasses um, it all. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, advocate for yourself, get ahead of it, talk to your doctor, don't wait. I mean, that's the, all the things I would say right now because one in five people will seek fertility care yeah. in their lifetime. Crazy. And that's yeah. getting pregnant, staying pregnant, right? Whatever that may be. There's And like I think who mentioned it earlier, whether um, it's you're tired or I can't breastfeed or... Yeah you know, I'm, I've got some baby blues, um, I need to see a doctor or, you know, I've got nausea and morning sickness. I mean, there's lots, right. There's yeah. lots to consider on this, on this journey. And that's where, you know, your health and your prenatal vitamins should, right. Be that part of your journey that can at least assist you in, in a lot of those areas. Well, that, yes. this was thank you so much amazing. for being here and, and answering yeah. our questions. This I Morg, do you have any questions or anything? Are you No, I'm just thrilled to have I, been yeah, we're, this conversation. It's yeah, so we're cool. excited to have this you. This was I'm so excited to release yeah. this episode because I just learned so much. I know I learned I so much like too. Everyone like everybody needs to hear all of this. Yeah. This was wonderful. Well, thank you. And thank you guys for sharing your journeys too. I think yeah. 
it's a number one important that we share our journeys. I wish more men would, but they won't. Yeah, um, yeah. We're, we're working on that. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, just, just thank you so much because the platform and the awareness that you guys are bringing to this conversation is invaluable. Um, yeah, thank you. And sharing your journeys, it's personal. Yeah. And, you know, and we all realize that. And, um, you know, I wish I had this, you know, and you guys to talk to you when I was going through my own, because it can be a really isolating, I think you mentioned that earlier, really isolating thing to do. And the more we talk about it and share and come together, the better it'll be so powerful. Yeah, totally. And we get a a lot of people contact Mm -hmm. us saying like, I feel so much less alone Yeah, and it's all, it's, it makes us so happy because we found each other because we're really lucky. We live in a neighborhood where we all are basically neighbors, Yeah, but before we met each other, we we, we all felt extremely too, really. lonely yeah. as mothers, and it's it was it was hard. Yeah. Oh, it's so, so hard, and it shouldn't be because it's no. the hardest job in the world with people on yeah. your team. So, and with a village. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, having to do it, al- no mom should feel alone. No. So the more For stories sure. shared, the better. So thank, thank you. you, and everybody, go and get Belly if yeah. you are looking for a prenatal or collagen, or you want your husband or partner to be on a prenatal to get their sperm health yeah. in check. Yeah. Yeah. Let's it's talk great. more about I, that I've, too. But I'm team, I'm team belly. I've been using it oh. for, for a long time. So, and I plan on, I'm still, I'm hoping I'll be breastfeeding for a while. So I'm planning on still using it. Yeah. For the foreseeable future. So, and we are working on a breastfeeding product too. <gasps> Amazing. So. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, hopefully I'll be feeding long enough to try it out. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. We fought so hard for it. I want to hold on to the journey for a while. <laughs> there you go. Well, Joni, awesome. well, thank, thank you, you so much. This was absolutely amazing. Thank you thank so you. much. Thanks, Joni. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good Bye. one. Bye. Bye. Y'all, that was so fun. Yeah, it was so good. That Were, were you like reeling back there, Morgan? Yeah, I was like... I got a job opening. <laughs> oh my gosh, like, but some really. Support. That would be awesome though. It's for you to work. More, in, we all know this. More like, well, I mean, long-term goals, Macy, like, like lifelong term. My, one of my dreams is to be like, you know, in the fertility world. Yeah. I see form. that for you. Even, even like as a side gig. Yeah. Because yeah. I love, I mean, I love where I'm at and, yeah. um, but even as like a, like certification. So, yeah. um, that I want that. I want you're the that reason so that I know what I'm doing as far as all this shit that I'm doing mm-hmm. well, is you. I just ask you everything. I send you pictures of my Mira. That's true. Rebels, <laughs> yeah. Which I haven't done in a while. But did you learn a lot from this more? I did. You did. Okay. Oh, so yeah. even with as much as you know, this was still, cause I was like, I, everything I was just like, <laughs> More, more, more. I know. I could, yeah. I could. But I don't know it. half as much as yeah, you. Yeah, I didn't. The, I didn't know half of those things. Yeah, this sperm aspect. Yeah, yeah. I loved yeah, that that's part. Wild, fascinating. I just love like that we can like put some of the burden and blame and responsibility on men too. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, she made a great point of like, um, I mean, a, at least from my experience, and like, I feel like it's probably well validated. Um, with other people's as well. But whenever you go to like, okay, babe, let's like plan. And yeah. like, let's like start trying. It's 100% like, okay, babe, we'll get your diet under control, mm-hmm. get on yeah. your vitamins, mm-hmm. all this stuff. Like you have to like coach them into yeah. doing everything yeah. and they don't it's, do it. Yeah, And it's never, it's never an automatic thought of like, 
oh, I have a part in this other than yeah. just just to get on doing. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> Nick, Nick like loves. You know, I feel like Nick's going to be like depressed when we actually six. I mean, he's going to be happy if we if we yeah, get pregnant. But he's not. Gonna but he's going to be like, I'm not getting much. laid all the time. Like it's so fun for him for yeah. us to be trying this long because we have to do it all, all the, the time. time. And he's like having the time of his life. And I'm, like, I'm not taking vitamins. Yeah. <laughs> this. Uh, like funny. this month, not to just like continue talking, but like this, uh, this ovulation cycle, we did the diva cup. Mm-hmm. The So we did one day of the Mosey baby. We did one day of, or two days of the diva disc, mm-hmm. like the soft disc. Yeah where you put it in after they go and then you shove it all the way up there. So it sits on your cervix Okay, and you sleep overnight with it. Oh, wow. I didn't know you did that. So, you know, let me tell you something though. When you do the diva disc, the diva disc, when you do the soft disc thingy, no goo comes out. It's just, you're gooless. Ultra goo. (laughs) So then, uh, but then the next day, like you go and take it out and it's like goo city. Oh, but but that, but it's not like coming out, you know, it's like how, you know, how we yeah, talk, yeah, yeah. always talk about how it's like, it just you keeps get, coming and coming. You just yeah. goo for two days yeah. and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Every time, yeah. 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 Uh, anyway, um, enough about me. Um, so we have our new segment that we're yes. going to do again called, what do you want to know? <laughs> What's uh, the question? I, my phone was muted. Um, the question is, how did you decide on your kids' names? Oh, cute. Mine, your story is better than mine. You start. Um, so I feel like I've talked about this, but, um, when I got pregnant with Vera fairly early on, I knew she was a girl just cause I had a feeling, um, I just felt, well, well, I wanted a de- desperately wanted a girl. So it almost, it would have been awkward if I had a boy because of how like <laughs> outspoken I was about wanting a girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a dream one night we were going to name her Luna that was the name that I had picked for her and Nick and I agreed on it and we loved it. But then I had a dream one night and I had a little daughter named Farah with curly dark brown hair. And I woke up and I told Nick, I said, we're having a girl and her name is Farah. And he was like, I love that. I love that name. She couldn't be anything else. Yeah. She literally could not be anything And then else. I called my brothers. I was like, what do you guys think about the name Farah? They were like, like Farrah Fawcett? I was like, yeah. They were like, we actually love it. Yeah. Nobody had one thing to say. I mean, a, a couple, like my dad's wife, like called her Farrah for a minute. And like, Uh-oh. and like, I think Nick's mom, like there was a couple things where they were like, isn't that like, where is that even from? Like what? But pretty soon after I said it, pretty much everyone was on board. No, but you know, people have to talk shit. Oh yeah. If you yeah. say, if you tell anyone your baby name, people are going to tell you, oh, don't do this. Yeah. Don't do that. But she was in a dream and I knew I was going to have her and I knew basically what she would look like too. And uh, it was crazy. It was like, I was like psychic. Oh yeah. And here Love she that. is. She couldn't be anything other than Farah. She is a Farah. Yeah. What about you? Mine are, I mean, we liked the name Eli. Um, neither of their first names have any significance other than we liked them. Um, and then Wyatt we picked cause we liked the name Wyatt, but it also Eli and Wyatt sound good together. Yeah. Um, their middle names though both have significance. Yeah. Eli, his middle name is Griggs, <coughs> which is Chase's grandparents. His mom's parents are Nana and Papa. They're the greatest two humans in the entire world. They've been married for like I think fifty four years, maybe fifty five is coming up, and they're just 
they hung the moon like in yeah, my yeah. eyes and everybody's eyes. They're not even my grandparents, but like they're my grandparents. Um, and so we wanted to honor them. And so Eli Griggs, that is their last name. And then um, Wyatt's middle name is Mark after my dad. Who yeah. I'm not going to get emotional, but um, yes, you we- are. You always get emotional. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> But we really, it meant honestly just as much to to Chase as it did to me to honor my dad um, because of the, not only dad that he's been, but specifically the grandfather that he has been to Brooks, my nephew, and then Eli. Um, And so when we were sitting down coming up with him, I think before we even picked Wyatt, we both had, you know, agreed that Mark would be, would be the name. Honestly, even if it like didn't flow, if, if we had decided to name Wyatt Clark, he would have been Clark Mark. We would have. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Mark was. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. Mark was non-negotiable. And Farrah Grace is is Grace for my grandmother, my dad's. Oh, I don't think I knew that. Mom. Yeah. Okay. And she was, her and I were extremely close. Little known fact, I also have her name tattooed on my back as a tramp stamp. Um, didn't know that it was called oh, a tramp yeah. stamp. Didn't know that's what that represented. But Grace is tattooed on my lower back. Ass and antlers. Uh, yeah. Love yeah, it. she would. She is rolling in her grave. A ho tag. Yeah, my ho tag is my grandma's name. <laughs> she's like, so, Amy. Yeah, she's like, fuck this. <laughs> what uh, about Hart? Oh, I'll jump in. Um, Hart, I uh, liked it. Um, and we, I mean, I hated every name. I was like, oh, I can't give my kid that name. I can't give my kid that name. I can't. And then I made, yeah. um, I made Bill read like the top. It was like, I think it was like at least a thousand name long list and had, <laughs> he I made him read it from the least popular to the most popular. Mm. And I just wrote down all the ones I liked from that. And then heart came up and it stuck. Um, he is a heart. Mm-hmm. He was going to be Jude, but Jude is cute, but he's such a heart. And it's like, that's Jude is really popular right now. I was like, yeah, yeah it's kind of out for me. Um, and then Ryman is his middle name. Um, actually didn't even come up from like, you know, living in Nashville. Yeah. Um, we, I was pretty set on like, oh my gosh, he's not going to have a middle name because the first name was hard enough. And one day I just like came across it as a name, um, on the internet somewhere. And oh. I think I was like 30 weeks pregnant at this point. Yeah. I texted Bill. He was at work. I was like, what about Ryman for a middle name? And he was like, actually, yeah. And I was like, oh my word. Okay. He has, yeah. a, name. He has a full name. And then, uh, Rudy, is again, I just randomly found it I on love the internet. Rudy. After hating literally every name. I love the name um, Rudy. I'm like, we gotta come up with some new names, y'all, and not the ones with all the Y's in it that Utah moms want to put everywhere. Well, that's not the names we're gonna come up come up with. Um, I don't know about yeah. those. Oh, just you know, all the McKaylee. And oh, the McKinley. oh, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, yes, moms. Yes. Love you and love your kids, but I'm not on board with that name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, so Rudy, and then. Um, Ray is my meeting the middle of um, this Bill's dad's middle name because yeah. I'm not putting William in yeah. the names. So sorry, Kings. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Smash the patriarchy. Raise all you're getting. <laughs> love that's it. it. Thanks, y'all, for asking me. Yeah, thanks love for it. asking, guys. Um, and we love you, and we'll see you next week. Cheers to sperm. Cheers to sperm. And yeah, everything it entails. And it's responsibility. (laughs) Rock, rock.
Rock me, mama.